Chris, hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. As we're approaching Valentine's Day, I thought it would be a, a good idea to have a show centered around around relationships and one of the more difficult topics that, uh, that, that that happens around relationships and that's money. And so today I asked Elle from couplemoney.com to, to stop by and um, just help us talk about discussing money in a relationship. Elle, how's it going? It's going pretty well. It's going pretty well today. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. Other than sitting in like an hour of LA traffic, eh, can't complain. <laughs> That is the most traffic. I've everyone complains they have traffic. We have a friend that is just north of LA, I think El Segundo. And uh yeah, that you guys win. <laughs> it's it's depressing some days when you when you open Google Maps and it says, Hey, get ready for like an hour and twenty minutes. And you're like, Okay, I'm only going like twenty miles, but I guess so <laughs> <laughs> Well at least you're moving. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> I could be stuck at work forever, so at least I get to come home. And so, El, I, I wanted to talk to you about this topic just because um, I really enjoy the work you do at CoupleMoney.com and the way you handle relationships and like the openness that you that you speak with um, on your website and on your your podcast. And you know, before we before we jump into everything here, would you mind just telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you do? Sure. So, the short answer is, I created Couple Money because we needed Couple Money. We thought years ago when we got engaged, we were going to be like smarter than everybody else ahead of time. So we talked to our friends that were happily married for years and kind of asked them, like, what should we know? What's the, what's the big things we need to talk about? And one reoccurring theme was finances. And so maybe it was us just being naive or very optimistic. We're like, this is completely easy. We're both broke college kids. How hard can this chat be? And we completely were on different pages. My husband was kind of doing a cash-based diet, diet, wow, budget. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He had small student loans, but he wasn't investing anything. Meanwhile, I was kind of doing everything and anything with money. I had opened um, an IRA with my job. It was small office, investing in that. I also had the trifecta of loans. So I had the student loans. I had the car loans. I'm embarrassed to admit I had the credit card debt too. I've been there. This was something we realized we need to get on the same page with this. So Couple Money kind of was tracking how we started those conversations paid off over $30,000 of debt. And then other people were kind of chiming in with that. And it's been a fun ride. I started the podcast because you've, you know, there's certain guiding principles in personal finance, like spend less than you earn, invest that difference. But there's still a lot of leeway on how you get there because for every couple, we all have different goals. Mm -hmm. And so I love interviewing couples who have, like done some crazy extraordinary things like pay down $100,000 of debt. Maybe they started traveling the country or the world and they have kids in tow or they retired early, like 30s and 40s. And I kind of sit down and kind of chat with them. How did you do it? First of all, finances, but then more importantly, what were those conversations like? So this topic is really near and dear to my heart because I feel like if you don't get your finances, money is not the most important thing. But if you don't get your finances straight, 
it causes so much stress in your relationship. And if you guys, you know, get married, your marriage can suffer if you don't get that um, settled. No, I think that's perfect. That's a great introduction because that's what we want to talk about today. It's how to approach that conversation. And, you know, for some people that conversation happens maybe really early on in the relationship for other people, they don't have the conversation until like years down the road. And so uh, it could be out of fear. It could be out of, you know, just maybe that's not a topic that's on your mind. And, and for you, Elle, how do you, how do you go about approaching that? What are some tips you have for, for couples as like how to get into this conversation and get the conversation started? So I'm going to start off with a couple things that I think all of us have done or have seen others do that don't work. And that's have, first of all, they want to have the money talk, you know, mm. like with the all caps, the quote. <laughs> <laughs> and I th- just think that's the wrong way to go. That's a lot of pressure. And you immediately are looking at the numbers and that's not really what it's about. You've probably seen when when you have fights about money, I mean, after you pay the bills, really, it's not about the money. It's about what you value and prioritize. So I always suggest, why don't you start off with that and start off with baby steps? So one of the things I would ask casually with someone is, what are their goals for the next few years? So an easy question would be, you know, if you didn't have to earn money, let's just say an exchange relative just left you know, a million dollars, you know, how would you spend your time? You know, these what if scenarios, the pressure's off. And really, I think a lot of people are trying to see, well, down the line, are our dreams aligned? Are we going in the same direction? And then ask them realistically, what would you like to do in the next five years? How do you think you'll get there? And that's easier to open up with versus what's your credit score? How much debt do you have? You know? <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. It's much more approachable. Yeah, because that's really what you want to know, right? You want to know, are our values similar enough? Do we have similar dreams? It doesn't have to be the exact same. I think with uh, a relationship, long-term committed relationship with marriage, you're, you're focused on finding that compromise, but you still want to know where is that person coming from? And I think- I'll speak from a female perspective. There's this kind of fear, like, do I want to bring up money? Is this, I don't want to seem like I'm a gold digger because I, mm. you know, when I met my husband, I I knew he was broke. <laughs> we were both in college. <laughs> you know, we did, we did all the cheap eats. We knew all the happy hour specials around town yeah, okay. and that wasn't a big deal for me, but I, I really did want to know, you know, what's going on. Uh, with finances. I, he didn't seem like a gambler. So like, <laughs> so no red flags on that. But that's something that I think a lot of us have in the back of our mind, but we're afraid to have that conversation because of how those questions might be perceived or we think they'll be perceived. Exactly. Yeah. Because I know from, from, from the guy side of the, the equation, you know, we're like, we don't want to look cheap. You know, we don't look like we, we don't want to pay for something. And so we don't ever want to bring up the topic of money because then maybe we were thinking maybe the other person is going to think we just don't want to pay for it. And we're trying to get them to pay for it. You know, there's all these thoughts that roll through your mind. <laughs> <laughs> and um, a lot of them are probably wrong. You know, it's, it's just these fears you have, like you said, you know, from, regardless of what side of the relationship you're coming from that like, I think put a break right on, you know, even bringing the topic up of money. You just end up just keeping it to yourself, I guess, and staying in the dark for a long time for a lot of a lot of couples. Yeah. And the sooner you get into it, 
the more normal it becomes to continue having these conversations. You know, I, I feel like talking about your dreams is a safe way and it's kind of a tension-free way to kind of get an idea of where you want to go. And then you can talk about how you're going to get there, you know, with the numbers, with your career, if you have to move to reach your dream, like those things naturally flow out, but you have to start with something that is doesn't seem like you're putting pressure on them. And I feel like even something as simple as like, do you do you see ourselves, you know, staying in this area? Or would you like to travel more? Those things open up the conversation versus shut it down or get us guarded about our money. Because I think even when we feel comfortable with the person, there's a certain fear of judgment, like you mentioned yeah. uh, on the guy side, where oh, if I if I say this, if I admit I can't handle money, this might mean I'm a bad person or I'm just stupid with money, and that is most definitely not the case. But you have to work it out. You have to talk it out. Yeah, true, true. Great point. Great point. And so for uh, for couples, what would be another tip that you would have for them for kind of jumping into this conversation? Choose a location that's stress-free. So, you know, we're married. One of the things we do are money dates. And they're very low-key. Sometimes we go out to eat. Sometimes we're outside in the backyard. We have a little fire pit have some whiskey or a beer or wine, the kids are asleep, and we're just sitting and we're talking about what we want to do and how things are going. And so again, do not have the money talk. No one wants to hear, okay, I need to talk to you about something. No. You almost feel the hair (laughs) in the back of your neck, even if you know you haven't done anything wrong. It's just an instinct in a relationship (laughs) like, wait, what's going on? (laughs) So make it low key. Um, Just check in, talk about it. And if you're working on something, be open about it. I think we underestimate this opportunity for our partners to step up Mm. and talk this out. So you could say, you know, something I want to do next year is I want to travel out of country. And where, where I'm at right now is I have this balance on this credit card. I want to finish that off before I get, go out of country. And you can share your ideas, what you're working towards, and then see if they have any feedback on that. And that kind of gives you an idea of where their head's at. You know, if they're telling you just to transfer balances and they're not really getting to the core of it of how to fix it, maybe they're carrying a debt and they don't want to talk about that. But mm. you can at least start having these conversations and make it more normal and less stressful. I think the more you have those conversations and they don't have to be long, they, they can be short, they can be five minutes. You know, I think we expect this to be 30 minutes, a whole day. Look, even <laughs> our money dates, it's it, the numbers part, honestly, Chris is like five minutes. And that's just because we have to, you know, log in and make sure all the accounts are doing good, but that's it. Oh, nice. So you're making it more about like the why behind the money and not so much about the money itself. Yeah, because I think for most people, it's not about the money, but it is about what the money can do. Mm. And some of us, it could be options that we want to explore, starting a business, starting a family, both, you know, traveling more, maybe retiring early. And then for others, it's more that security thing. Mm. where I I just want to know if I lose my job, we have some money for me to make sure that the bills are covered. And those are conversations to have too. Like, 
why is it important to you to have this money saved? Or why is it important for you to travel? Yeah. And when you talk about that, I think it it alleviates a lot of the tension. And you guys are really focusing on the important things, which is what are our values and what are our priorities? Oh, I, re- I really like that. I think that's an excellent point too. So now we have for, for our couples that have talk about maybe like the why or the reasons or what's going on behind mm-hmm. their, their thoughts and feelings on money. And then also finding a good place to talk about, about money. Uh, like you said, maybe you're, maybe you're going to go out to eat, talk about it over dinner. Or maybe if you're, you have a spot like outside or at home, you can sit down and talk and be comfortable without some of the stress. I mean, that's like the best place to go. Um, for, for those people who are already maybe in a position where they're sharing finances or uh, at least, you know, paying for some things together. Uh, you mentioned that uh, you go through and you open up uh, something like a website some software to go over the numbers. Is there a piece of software or an app or any tool in particular that you like that, that you found to be particularly good for couples? So that's funny because, you know, since I write about personal finance, I think we tried it on. My husband's like, stop trying more apps. Our information <laughs> is out there. <laughs> but I will say, like, the best app is the one that you're going to use and keep. Mm. And I think we live now in a time where there's so many good tools out there, but it really depends on how you handle finances. For example, like if it's a couple where both of them are engaged and they're ready to take care of finances, there are new apps like HoneyFi and HoneyDoo that specifically are linked up. You guys have an account. You can text each other in the app. So say if you're at the store, take a picture send it to your partner, your spouse, and you're like, hey, I'm thinking of buying this, you know, but you don't want to double dip in the joint account. That's a possibility. But for some people, that visual look of mint is what keeps them focused. They can see where their money's going and what's going on and what where their problem areas are. I think that's fantastic. I've tried personal capital and I, I enjoy it. And then also I'm looking at Tiller because at the end of the day, we're money nerds in a sense. We love spreadsheets. Exactly. So that takes care of the tedious part. It like takes care of the transactions and then we can still use our customized little spreadsheets. So there are a lot of fantastic options for couples. And that's actually what I'm working on. I'm asking my community what their favorite app is and why, and then what's their least favorite app. Because I want to make it easier for couples, lower that barrier, because a good app will basically be something that you check like once a month for five minutes if you have all those accounts linked, you know, while your popcorn is popping. (laughs) (laughs) Or even, you know, once a week because you want to make sure the bills are paid. But it really isn't as complicated as sometimes we feel it is. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And I'm probably a horrible example of this because like you said, being a money nerd, I think I probably look at the accounts way more than I should. And I have like spreadsheets that I'm looking through probably, you know, there's, like there's no money coming in like at that time, but I, for some reason I'm just in there looking. So, but, <laughs> but no, I, I, I hear to say like, it, it is about the tool that you're going, that you're going to use because there's a lot out there and, and a lot of them are really good. It's just kind of what, what fits you and your style and uh, works well for you as a couple. I think you gave some great examples there. So, and I'm also looking forward to hearing the, the results of what you find out from, uh, from your listeners and your community. Yeah, it's amazing because I think we're not aware of our money styles until we get a situation like this. Like, how are we going to keep to the budget? And then you start realizing your partner, your spouse, they have a totally different way of looking at money. So finding that system that works for both of you can be a little challenging. So that's why I wanted to do this uh, 
little survey and quiz and see what comes up. Oh, nice. Nice. Well, El, thank you so much for kind of sitting here with me, talking, giving some good tips for those, especially here on Valentine's Day, on how to start this conversation on money and and basically how to put yourself in the best environment for for that conversation. So, El, before we wrap up, before we go, uh, is there anything going on that you'd like to, to share with everyone before we, uh, before we end? Sure. So like I mentioned, I do a podcast where I've interviewed financial experts and real life couples. And I published a book last year that I think might be handy for couples that are getting serious and they, they want to improve their relationship and money. And it's called Jumpstart Your Marriage and Your Money. And it's basically a four week guide based on those conversations I had with other couples, uh, a way to have those conversations. I even have like a list I call it a question bank because I don't want you to use it like a script but if you're stuck and you don't know what to say on a date I have that in there and then also it talks about how do you create a, a system that's automated that'll take care of the tedious stuff so you two can have those more meaningful conversations oh nice I like, I like the idea of the question bank because I mean even in like non- couple money talks sometimes you need like a like someone there prompting you because you know you got you get stuck so i think it's a great idea to have like little little ideas in there to help you get the conversation going so you know that that sounds great i'll I'll definitely put a link to that in the show notes for everyone so they can check that out as well great thank you so much i appreciate it this is a lot of fun oh yeah it definitely was i would love to have you back again talk more more couple money talk most definitely all right thanks for stopping by and uh yeah i'll talk to you soon I wanted to say another big thank you to L from CoupleMoney.com for stopping by and talking with me for a little bit to help you all get a jump start on that conversation with a special someone this Valentine's Day because, you know, as much as you love someone, nothing can be less romantic and more uncomfortable than having an awkward money talk. So uh, thanks to L for giving us a few tips on, on how to get that started. And if you also wanted to check out her book, Jumpstart Your Marriage and Your Money, you can visit popcornfinance.com slash couple money, or you can look in the show notes at popcornfinance.com slash 44. And that's for episode 44. And as always, if you're enjoying the show, please subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and if you're looking for a way to help support the show, you know, I don't talk about it much, but there is a link in the show notes to Amazon. And if you follow that link, Amazon will send a small percentage back to me to help support the show. It doesn't cost you anything extra. Uh, it's just Amazon's way of thanking me for sending traffic their way. So if you're going to go there anyways, hey, might as well use the link. So as always, thanks for joining me for another bag of popcorn. Hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon.